In this season of the Stop Hitting Mondays podcast, we're taking some direct listener questions about the employee market we're experiencing. So let's jump right in. Okay, so I talked about the need for top-notch job search documents in last week's episode. So let's discuss this week the following question from Abdul. He asks, what does a winning resume look like in 2021? And with LinkedIn, do I still even need to have a resume? Oh, oh, (laughs) Abdul, thank you so much for asking this question. It's one we get a lot and it's one I'm really glad we get an opportunity to answer here. I was going to say it's a top 10 question, but then I realized like on every podcast, I I'd say everything's a top 10 question because it's just probably because we get so many questions all the time. We do, but uh, you're not wrong. This is a top 10 question. Um, so it's a two-part question. So Abdul, let me, let me take the first part. What does a winning resume look like in 2021? Well, we got into this a little bit in our last episode, um, but we'll take it a little further. First off, Let's just touch on the basics. A winning resume is one that is concise. Yes. One that speaks directly to your impact in your previous organizations. And I mean directly. Achievements are as close to a silver bullet as you can get when it comes to resume writing. Mm -hmm. So your resume needs to have very clear, quantified achievements. And third... I'd say a winning resume in 2021, in addition to being concise, just needs to be powerful and modern. You're probably thinking like, well, of course, but trust me, most of the resumes we see, and if you're in a hiring position, you probably know this, you are not getting a lot of modern, easy to read resumes. So concise, relentlessly focused on impact and achievements. And modern. Yeah. You definitely need a resume and you need LinkedIn. Oh, yeah. Did I not say that? 100%. 100%. Yes. To the second part of the question, with LinkedIn, does one even need a resume anymore? The answer is a resounding yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So listening to you speak is causing me to kind of change my approach here because I had... Uh, been looking through our questions and sort of collected the questions I wanted to throw out. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to sneak one more in. So you have to shorten <laughs> a year in a bad place. You're going to have to shorten what you say because I want to sneak this one in. Listening to you talk about uh, do I still need a resume with LinkedIn made me think, as I said, about how many times we get that question. Uh, can you kind of briefly fill listeners in? into the the kind of broad view we've had over the last several years regarding that question that never seems to go away because we we've changed our stand a little bit we have we have our our entire sort of ethos around linkedin and resumes has shifted it's evolved but that's because linkedin has evolved when linkedin came on the scene it was a bit of a game changer but uh it wasn't as integrated, and I mean that literally, integrated into the hiring and recruiting process as it is now. Uh, A lot of people don't know that 
LinkedIn is literally built into uh, many companies, HRIS, their hiring systems. And that's happened over the many years. So when we started, we were very much focused on resumes because that's where uh, the hiring community was at. They were still focused on resumes. Totally. And LinkedIn was sort of a nice to have. You know, people might check out your LinkedIn when they were yeah. considering you. Yeah, definitely. That has shifted. So they are of equal importance now. And in some ways, LinkedIn has become even more important than the resume. But they're still very much, uh, they're both very necessary. So our current recommendation, and we say this a lot, is you need a very strong LinkedIn because a lot of recruiters and hiring managers, etc., if they're not finding you there, they're going to expect you to be there. Yeah. And you need a resume because unlike LinkedIn, a resume is targetable and adjustable. And so you can use your resume to target specific positions and position yourself in a very specific way for yeah. a position. Something you can't do with LinkedIn, which is kind of static, if yeah. you will. So we always recommend have a very strong LinkedIn. It's a nice way to provide a more comprehensive view of your experience and a very high level view of your experience. And then you need a resume that you can apply to specific positions with. And that resume needs to be targeted toward each specific position. Yeah. And since you kind of, uh, I think you knew where I was heading and you kind of started to answer one of my questions, I'm just going to make it an extension of what you're already talking about, uh, which is that resume and the need that it be concise. Yeah. And something else that we've been changing over the last several years is, well, we used to uh, recommend one page resumes in select situations, mm -hmm. not rarely, but, you know, maybe more infrequently. Now we pretty much always recommend yes. a one-page resume because those attention spans are getting shorter uh, just because of the way LinkedIn is being used more deeply. Mm -hmm. uh, you're the expert on this, so speak a little bit more to that LinkedIn with a one-page powerhouse resume being the best combo. Yes, well, you essentially just said it. LinkedIn, because you can provide a lot of information on LinkedIn, it sort of enables you and compels you yeah. to have a very concise, targeted resume. Yeah. So honestly, I can't even think of a time in the last two years where we have recommended a two-page resume. They just, they just don't make a lot of sense anymore. Yeah, sometimes now, there are some do. outlier yeah. cases, yes, for sure. But you know what, even in cases where an industry has a, a greater appetite for long resumes and old school CVs, a one page resume is still a good idea yeah. because it's modern and it's, it's disruptive in yeah. those industries. Yeah, even when, even when the, they weren't always the smartest thing for people, there's, there's something about you know, and we've helped with a lot of hiring panels on the other side of the table. There's something about, even if the person shouldn't have a one-page resume, there's something about the power of a one-page, sharp, punchy, modern, 
one-page resume that well, can't be beat. This is your this is a proxy for you in the hiring process. And a one-page resume says very loudly that I can communicate concisely. It says modernity and it says I'm not going to waste your time. Yeah. And who is going to not fall for that? Yeah, so now for for the longest time, I know listeners, you've all heard this too. We've all heard the average time somebody will look at a resume, you know, it was like 40 seconds six years ago. And then <laughs> four years ago, it was 30 seconds. And the last few years, it's been eight seconds. Well, I mean, that all that stuff is ridiculous, but there's a lot of truth to it. There mm-hmm. needs to be that initial attachment. So that's definitely the best advice we can give on resume length. Okay, so you being our resident expert on this very topic, the question I'm going to ask you now mm-hmm. might just break you. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is a mad-making question. Okay, uh, I'm prepared. And I'm going to further challenge you, well, first, to keep your composure, and <laughs> number two, to give a sort of snap response to this. Okay. So... Lots of questions in our mailbag, as there always are, about chronological versus functional oh. resumes. Go. Good Lord. Okay. Um, yes. Let me say this. Functional resumes are generally used and have historically been used by people who are trying to cover something. Yeah, it's funny. Everybody knows it. Every candidate knows it. Every hiring manager knows it. Yet we've all kind of bought into this. Well, uh, okay. I have something I want to hide on my resume, so I'm going to go with a functional format. Yes. Yes, and you're right. Everybody knows it. So a functional resume looks like you're trying to hide something. Yeah. And you probably are. Yeah. So don't do it. Everybody should have a chronological resume. Even if you have gaps in your experience, it doesn't matter. You need to have a chronological resume. I'll just add here that many uh, automated screening systems won't even accept a resume that isn't chronological. Yeah. This is something a lot of people don't know. I want to throw this in here since we're answering mailbag questions. Screening software is no joke. You know, people not wanting to put complete dates on their resume or eliminating personal information. All of these show up as what's commonly referred to as, uh, you know, in some of the systems we work with, red flags. And if you don't have a last name or an address or a phone number or a date, or every time you don't have an ending date or a year with the job, these show up as what's called red flags, and then you know the, your resume could have 22 red flags. So all of these things that Kanan's speaking to, like these standards of a chronological resume, yes. just help to keep things buttoned up in such a way that appeals not only to human readers, as we said in that concise, snappy way, but also computers. Because what good is a, is a functional resume if it's never even going to be seen by somebody? Yeah. And that's what will happen in many cases. So here's the best practice. Always go with the chronological format, but fold in some of the elements that make a functional resume interesting. The branding elements, the the overview statement, and yeah. I don't mean an objective. Nobody's talking about objectives these days. Just a quick statement that's talking about the impact you could make and why you're a good fit. 
maybe you can highlight some specific achievements at the top of your resume. But whatever you do, it has to be, your experience has to be outlined chronologically. There's yeah. just no other way around it. Well put. We'll leave it there. <laughs>